Welcome to Navigating Change, the podcast from Tybal Inc. I'm Pete Wright, and I'm right here with Howard Tybal. Pete Wright, how are you today? I'm doing very well, Howard. Excellent. Uh, I'm ready for today. Are you ready for I today? Am, I am so ready because, as you know, we are once again talking about my alma mater this week. It's, and it's just all about you. It's all me all the time. That's this right. is the story of, uh, of the efforts of, uh, of University of Colorado to build the first new college in 53 years. But before we dig in, uh, just make sure to head over to TybalInc.com. If you are uh, listening to this on the website, you can subscribe for free. Just click on that blue button and we'll keep you updated as we post new shows. We very much appreciate you doing that. Okay. So you just spent some time out in the lovely, uh, the, the, the seat of the Flatirons, lovely uh, Boulder, oh, Colorado. Can't believe you went to school there. Transformative, right? Yeah. Let me just tell oh, you, it's... I didn't get anything done when I was there. <laughs> uh, this is such an exciting, uh, exciting time for, uh, and this isn't, I didn't just go to University of Colorado. I went to the school within University of Colorado that you're talking about. Tell us, uh, yeah, tell no. us about what's well, going on there. And, and, you know, we, you and I, you and I were preparing for this conversation. What I found really fascinating is that this school, which is, the College of Media Communication and Information, uh, known as CMCI, uh, they have reached out to you to talk about how you can be in some ways a demonstration of what it is to go through an academic experience and then build a career such as yours. And I, I think the correct word is, could you come be a non-example, please? No, no, I think that you are the example. You're just so modest. But, you know, so your career as a podcaster, your career that you're building as a photographer, you know, this this guy that can really apply all these different disciplines. In in I entered this conversation uh in response to an opportunity to work closely with this new dean, uh, Lori Bergen, who came to CMCI to help build this first new college. And it's the, in many ways, and this is how I'd characterize it, you know, a reconstituted journalism school. It's taken the journalism school, and after a three-year period of conceptualizing what is it going to be, it is now CMCI. So my entry into this conversation is very recent. What's so exciting for me, Pete, is that I just came back, as you said, and led an event where Laurie brought together all the faculty, all the staff, and anybody that's playing a role to spend the day together and think about how can we collectively work towards a shared mission shared vision, and then develop goals around this initiative. And if you think about what it takes to bring 80, 90 people together that often don't see each other, uh, it, it wasn't a trivial exercise, and it obviously had some risk associated with it. Well, I think that's the that's the real uh, issue for me is is that you went into this environment where uh, all of these people are coming together after a period of deconstruction, right? I mean, there were this three year period not to to, to sort of bury the lead here. Coming out of that, uh, the people who felt like there was a loss when the School of Journalism, the, the, yes. you know, my my uh, beloved J School, they turned the lights out on that for three years to come back now with this new thing. There are people there that I imagine feel like this is coming out of, of uh, a, a period of uncertainty. And, and how do yeah. you how do you create an atmosphere of collegiality, of cooperation and uh, great question and actually create something great? Well, you know, it's interesting because I, 
it wasn't just uh, show up, hi, we're doing this. There, there was a lot of work that Laurie has done since she arrived uh, uh, at the end of the summer or at the beginning of the summer, this past summer, to get the faculty staff chairs thinking about what does it mean for us to collaborate. And my role as a facilitator of this process really started with working one-on-one with Laurie, then working with the chair so they get to know me. Because, listen, in any case, in any situation where you're bringing in an outside person, especially a non-higher ed person, there is a uh, understandable skepticism about whether this person is here to tell us what to do or are they here to help us achieve our objectives. So we did everything we could, and that is in working with Lori, to really think from the chair's point of view, we developed a conversation around goals and vision and mission at a high level. We started off with a very simple question. Why is coming together as faculty and staff important to you? And I can, and and I and I wanted to do this podcast with you, Pete. Less or a combination of really my enthusiasm for what CMCI can be and what it's building, but also for others to recognize the value, especially on the academic side. If you are a dean or a chair, that we can be more inclusive in terms of opening up big conversations. In some cases, hard conversations, because you're right. Some people in the room very much are still looking back and reflecting on the way it was versus looking forward. And they have every right to grieve the fact that it is not what it was or maybe how it was done they don't like. And all that's true. And I can tell you the spirit and the mood of the collective group is everybody put themselves in this and is attempting to move this process forward in a positive way under Lori's leadership. And for me, Pete, it's so exciting because most of the time I'm involved in something where it's incremental change. This is really about transformative change. They're starting with the blank sheet of paper. Well, that's what I was asking. I, you know, how? Where do you go with with sort of building at, or, or and, and I should say, I know that that the the leadership team and the folks who who conceived of the school came together with uh, what they believed the the mission of the school is and and how it fits in the context of the other colleges yeah. uh, at and, University yeah. of Colorado. So. You know, so you know what you you raised something really interesting is that the chairs if if people were listening to this, there would be some people rightfully and I need to say this right now, there was so much more work done in this last three years in terms of conceptualizing this idea. Matter of fact, for some people, they're ready to move on, and they're and they're ready to get to work. And there's a there's a bit of a having to catch up the rest of the faculty that are yeah, new. That was in exactly, what are we doing? Exactly yeah. my question because I know that there is a, a train of people on these teams, uh, both service delivery actually in front of students and facilities and operations, like all these people who need to be brought up to speed. And and yeah. you know is is that I mean is that your perspective? And how well do you think uh, you know? the collective team is able to establish buy-in to, you know, well, the new CMCI. I can tell you, yeah, I can tell you that in my early conversations in getting to know the chairs who run the different groups, the different departments, um, I learned from some who, who that had, you know, so they were sort of at that point of like impatience, like, all right, 
enough of the planning and conceptualizing. We've done that work. Let's now start doing the program. So what I've done in the small role that I'm playing is attempted to build rapport with them and to also help them understand that they might be downstream further, but they need to make room and some time for others who are still learning. And they get it. They get it. They, they, they are working really hard to temper their impatience and for others to, to, to catch up. And, and in that way, again, you know, 80 faculty members, I know, I, I know a handful of this group well, but those who are playing that leadership role, the, the, the chairs of the different departments and the dean, they are doing everything in their power to demonstrate inclusivity because if they're going to create a interdisciplinary program that is the best in the country – or the best in the world. This is the vision. It's like we want to be groundbreaking. We want to lead in a direction that others look to us and say, we are building something that that attracts students who are interested in where this whole communication and media is going. So in some ways, Pete, they're building something where the tracks have not been laid yet. That's what's so exciting and powerful about this. It is a, it's a really cool expression of, you know, the work that has gone into um, the last three years of creating CMCI and the, you know, decades that came before it in, uh, in building a, a presence in journalism, certainly in the, in the West. Is this your, have you ever worked on a, on a project like this, uh, helping to at least be a part of a team ushering in a new college? Not six to eight months into existence. I mean that's yeah, pretty this fresh. is this is very fresh, and what's exciting about it though is this idea that whether they're in the department of advertising, public relations, and media design, or information science, or critical media practices, they have a whole series of departments where students can enroll in. The intent that these leaders are looking to do is to find a way to create practices across these different departments. And even though there there is no real rules at this point about what how we're structured, uh, there's clearly departments. They, like every other institution, are going to be challenged by saying, how do I step back from what I want to do and involve others? How do I involve another department? How do I take a course in another area and make it a course that we're going to offer together across departmental? And part of the thing that is the dean's vision is that this really demonstrates uh, what they're calling interdisciplinary. Now, there's a lot of talk around interdisciplinary practices, and I think we understand conceptually what it, what it means. When it comes down to it, it's really about asking people to not be attached to what they're trying to do and to say, how can we make it better by working together? And I can tell you that that is a behavior I don't care where you're working or what you do. That's a that's a really tough behavior to step back and and be willing in the face of having students already enrolled to to make the time to say how do we demonstrate 
we are we are working across these different silos. And to me, this they get this right. They they are a role model for school other other schools within CU, but also for other institutions outside of Boulder to say, how do we grow our practices that break down the lines between departments because this is what students are looking for. Students are not looking for uh, the school's designation about why you can't take these courses or be part of that. They want more choice and freedom. And when they get this right, they're going to be demonstrating to students that we're flexible enough uh, to lead you down paths that are going to get you the results you want and you're going to be able to pick and choose more freely than we could in the past. Now, what I'll say, Pete, is you and I are having this conversation, and I, I wanted to do this because I want to promote what they're doing. You know, we're going to have a link to their website, but I'm going to have a conversation also with some of their leaders and the dean. And my hope is is that we can have a conversation with them about what they're doing because I think that's only going to be – instructive for our listeners to say, how do we think more innovatively? I think it's a, a wonderful experience. I, it is the story of, of, you know, building and creating and, and supporting growth insofar as you even are outside. You're in other department at University of Colorado. It, the responsibility on helping to nurture this new thing into existence is every bit on your shoulders as it is on the people who are uh, marshalling this through change for the students of CMCI. Yeah. Um, uh, final words or, or lessons or observations for other institutional leaders not at CU. What, can, what have you learned that might apply uh, to uh, to some other listeners um, in the financial leadership role. The context for this vision that CMCI is doing is really within the broader context of what the vision is for CU Boulder. And the chancellor put out a charge of three areas that they want to see uh, a change in that they want to see success in. And it's student success, secondly, research and academic reputation, and third, new revenue generation. It is a simple set of three ideas that has a ripple effect across many different areas. And I asked the group, the entire group of CMCI faculty and staff, where do you see yourself in this? And collectively... They all said student success was the number one. The number two was our reputation. And the third one was generating new revenue. And then we got into a dialogue about this with everybody, beginning to embed in their heads that they're a contributor to the chancellor's mission. So if there's anything that you can take away from this conversation, if you have influence at the most senior levels, is to ask the question, do we have a simple and compelling charge to then start to share across and a down through our, through our institution that can engage everybody in how they're going to contribute to the overall mission? And for me, uh, I am inspired by the fact that I'm seeing this ripple effect. I can go to people, Pete, at different levels in this organization and I can say, what's the chancellor's charge? And people can say, people say these three things. I have never seen that level of communication around a vision uh, 
be spread the way it's spreading at CU. And it's it's just so exciting to see that this kind of stuff works if we could keep it simple and if we're transparent. <laughs> do, you, do you walk out of those meetings and kind of slap your head and say, wow, that's amazing. This stuff works. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I come home. I do come home from there going, you know what? I, you know, it's funny you say that because when I have a great experience, uh, I thank the group or I thank the team because I say, you know what? It gives me hope that for those areas where there's a lot of struggle going on, uh, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, it actually is a validation for me that this kind of work can transform, but we have to have leaders that are willing to engage their community to be part of a bigger conversation. And and there are some leaders that are all over this, and there are others that were that that are reluctant to be this engaging. But I'm telling you, it's changing across the board, partly because it has to. Well, I got to tell you, I love the story. I love that uh, that uh, you know. I feel like I've been involved uh, in this a little bit just uh, over the last several years, and I have to say, as an alumni, I am enormously proud of this new institution, of this new college within CU. I think they're doing really great work, and it's it's really gratifying to hear you be involved at such a level to um, you know to see this good stuff happening. So it's great, yeah. yeah. Uh, This has been a great conversation as ever, Howard. uh, Thank you for your time and attention. Thanks to the folks at CU. And uh, and, uh, on behalf of Howard Teibel, I'm Pete Wright. We will catch you next week on Navigating Change, the podcast from Teibel Inc.